All right, so welcome to the podcast, Christina. And Christina, for record, please, per- I butcher your name all the time. <laughs> it's Annunziata. And for Dino Varelli, I should know how to pronounce <laughs> that. So Annunziata. So yes. that's like, I think I have... A, uh, we call her Annunziata, so that's how I'll remember. There you go. Uh, so Christina Annunziata, and also Nick Del Grand. It's like almost Del Grand, Varelli, Annunziata, and then Camp Vin yeah. Camp, who runs our, you know. So you can't Vin. You're the outcast without the ball at the end. Uh, but hey, guys, thank you guys for joining Vin and myself here on our podcast to talk a little bit about CrossFit. Uh, so thank you guys. I know uh, you know this is something that you guys bring to the table as experts, um, having competed most recently last year on the CrossFit Milford team, which we were big supporters of, and you guys did an amazing job going to the games and through regionals and opens, and then going to the games, I should say, and really finishing. Uh, I know from you know we talk about wins and losses. We're just talking <laughs> yeah. about wins and losses and how that feels. But uh, as I've told many of the team members, and I. Apologize if I'm redundant to you guys, but I think it's absolutely amazing for where you guys placed, um, given uh, where CrossFit has gone. So, uh, so it's pretty, pretty impressive on our part. And for someone who is a, I wouldn't even say uh, an avid CrossFitter. I'm kind of more of like a recreation CrossFitter, if there is such a thing. Um, uh, it's pretty impressive to see the success you guys had. So, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. So we're excited. We just launched this podcast series, and and today we really want to talk a little bit about CrossFit, and you know, learn a little bit from you guys, um, and you know, talk a little bit about Project Purple at the end. But why don't we start with, uh, and we'll go to ladies first, Nick. So Christina, tell us a little bit about your background, and you know, how you found CrossFit, and maybe what you did before. Like, did you play sports in high school? You know, what was your background before you actually started competing? at that level in CrossFit where you were last year? Sure. Um, so I, I played sports in high school, uh, but after that I really didn't do any sports in college. Um, just your typical going to the gym, taking classes. Um, so I actually found CrossFit through a friend who was going to get his level one certification and had a goal of opening up. Um, not Vin, had a goal of opening up his own gym. Um, so he was like, would you support me? Do you want to come take my classes? And I said, absolutely. What year was this? Um, 2012. So within the last six years. Yeah. I mean, really mm-hmm. five. Cause five, 18, yeah. yeah well. So, so I started CrossFit. Um, I, I actually, he didn't end up opening the gym until actually just a couple years ago, but I found uh, CrossFit in Connecticut and just started going, you know, in hopes of joining his gym when he opened it up. And um, I actually started in the Open of 2012. Um, what was the workout with all the wall balls? What number was that? Uh, I don't know. 12.3? Yeah, I think you're right. So it was 150 <laughs> wall balls, and that was my first experience with CrossFit. With CrossFit. Um, but needless Way to say, jump in. Yeah. Like, well, right I did 90. And there's muscle ups in that work. I, I did not there. even get like 90 wall balls. And, and for those listening, so a muscle up though, like let's, I just want to make sure like, so muscle up is, how would you guys explain that? Or maybe Vin, why, what, what, how, just how a gymnast gets on the rings. Gymnasts would get on the rings. And were they bar muscle ups? No, they're ring, ring muscle ups. Yeah. Okay. So a muscle up in, in, I guess in layman's term would be 
I'd say a pull up through a dip. Pull up through a dip, right? Yeah. yeah. On, a, on a set of rings, gymnastics yeah. rings. Or a bar. Yeah, or a bar. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the rings are much difficult, oh, much okay. more harder than doing it on a bar because the bar is a, a fixed structure and it doesn't move where the rings yeah. can yeah. Well, shoot out or get all, go all over the go place. Go all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's when I started CrossFit and um, my coaches there, I guess, kind of saw. A little bit of talent, if you will. Um, so I started training with them competitively. Uh, I ended up going to regionals with them in 2013, um, and that's kind of where my competition—I don't know—career, if you will, started. In 13. In 2013. And what did you play in high school? Like, what sport was it? Like, uh... Uh, I mostly played softball and field hockey, and so then not... I dabbled. So not like a gymnast at all. No, so you didn't not. come with a gymnastics background mm -hmm. at all, because I know with CrossFitters, like gym gymnasts are like pretty big. Oh right? yeah, like that's if you're or, a gymnast, you have like a big up on the game. Yeah, correct. Gymnasts are like a runner. Soccer players actually, mm -hmm. there's a lot of soccer players. Yeah, definitely. Or, or like Olympic lifting. Yeah. Like I've Olympic seen lifting, people yeah. that, that cross over, right? Yeah. Um. So it's it's kind of interesting to see. Like I think it's fascinating to me as a runner. I was a basketball player and to see like CrossFit, like where do they people come from and like what background mm -hmm. or what foundation or skill set do they have? Do they bring to the table? So it's really kind of fascinating. So Christina, and, and I'll ask Nick the same question. So be prepared, Nick. Yeah. Uh, what was it about that first time doing CrossFit that kind of the, the, the spark or mm -hmm. the light bulb went off? Uh, well, there's a few things. So it was just something completely different. I was kind of tired going to the gym and figuring out my own workouts and doing the same thing, you know, every couple of days. Um, so that was one thing that drew me to CrossFit. The other thing was the community. Uh, it was my first day there and I still am like very good friends with a number of the people that were in that very first class. So it's just super supportive, um, really close knit community that kind of kept me there. Um, and then just every day being able to challenge myself and kind of being able to like measure my progress and accomplishing things I didn't think I'd be able to accomplish. Um, yeah, so all of those things kind of played a role. Cool, cool. Now mm -hmm. we'll shift gears to Nick. So Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, when you got into CrossFit, a little bit about your background. So uh, my story is definitely a little bit different and probably it's actually a lot earlier than Christina's. Uh, I started at CrossFit, I think it was 2008. So, uh, <laughs> um, and it was actually through um, a high school internship is how I found it. Um, CrossFit. CrossFit, yeah. Through a high school internship. And uh, we'll fast forward or we'll back up a little bit and say like before that, let's just say like I wasn't really on the right track going into like my last like two years of high school. Um, I was really big into like freestyle skiing. I was traveling all over the East Coast, like kind of winning different competitions here and there, trying to like make it as a skier and leave, live that ski bum almost kind of lifestyle. And uh, let's just say there's a lot of like ups and downs to that type of um, uh, community, I guess you'd call it. Well, there's probably <laughs> there's a lot a of partying. Partying, right? yep. A lot of partying, a lot of non-sober days, to say the least. And that was when I was 16. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's, uh, like I said, I was kind of going down the wrong path. And uh, my guidance counselor, who had been doing CrossFit uh, for, I think it was like a year before me, 
um, he actually was like, well, what do you want to do? And then he was like, well, you know, you hang out in the gym a lot, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you come with me to the CrossFit gym? And so he took me to this CrossFit gym, CrossFit Great Barrington, and it was a small gym. It was smaller than this room <laughs> and that we were in here. Uh, <laughs> and it was literally behind like a laundry mat. And uh, the first day, you know, I kind of just watched, observed everything. And uh, this was like right before the school year started. And then when the school year started, I committed to, okay, like I'm going to make this my internship. So I went from to school from, I kind of cool, went 7 a.m. to 9. And then the rest of the day, I went to the CrossFit gym. I had two classes my senior year, uh, which is awesome. It was just English, I think, and math. Or it was one other class. Those two are critical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then went to the CrossFit gym and uh, kind of kept progressing watching CrossFit, but, uh, and then just one thing led to another and found out that I really liked it and wanted to keep going further with it. And it was actually that first year when they had, uh, sectionals and that was before there was even the CrossFit opens. And funny enough, how the world kind of works. The first sectional was actually here at CrossFit Milford, which is where I am now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of funny how the um, world works. So that was like my very first uh, experience, like competing. And then that same year we went to regionals where, cause you didn't have to qualify as a team. You could just go, you could show up with a group of people and just, just compete. And, uh, and which is really funny again, is that it was in Albany. And since like in 2009, when it was in Albany, it then like changed out to Canton, then Hartford, and now we're back in Albany. Albany. So it's kind of funny how everything kind of comes in like full circle. So I competed that year uh, with CrossFit Great Barrington, then uh, went off to college and went to University of Southern Maine. And that's when I started working with a power lifter because I knew I needed to get stronger. I was 150 pounds and I was like, I wanted to make it as an individual to regionals and the opens were just starting at that time. And so I started working with this power lifter, Greg Nora, and I said, Hey, get me stronger. I'll do whatever you asked me to do. And, uh, he made me do some crazy things. And looking back, I actually posted a picture on my Instagram the other day. We were like, we have no idea how to coach back then. <laughs> it was kind of just see what works, but uh, something worked and all through college, kept making it to regionals and then got out of college and back home to where I'm from, the Berkshires and started coaching at a gym back there and then kind of trickled my way through the NPGL <laughs> or grid, I should say, um, league and then ended up down here in Milford. <laughs> So how long have you been in Milford now? Uh, two years. So it's been two yeah. years. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, two years we've lived here now. Yeah. And so prior to this, Nick, so in, in high school, you were just a skier. Though. Yeah. So skier. You well, I skied. skied. I played baseball, golf. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like, I liked playing a lot of sports. I liked staying active. Um, yeah, yeah. But like skiing was my one thing that I like actually enjoyed for myself. Like baseball was something else that I loved, but it was more or less like I wanted to prove to everyone else. Like there's a lot of politics cause I'm from a small town. So yeah. it's like parents who knew each other got on like their sons on a team and blah, blah, blah. And it was more like, I wanted to prove to everyone else that I didn't need that. Um, I didn't need to have my parents know people. I could make it cause of my own talents and stuff. So that's how I got involved, like kind of with baseball. And, but yeah, like I said, skiing was the one thing that was like solely for myself, my happiness and, 
So. That's really fascinating. So like we're skiing, <laughs> so you were doing like the, the flips, rails, everything. So yeah. were you training? Like I'm no. really fascinated. So you were just going out there, just yeah. skiing, like yeah. going crazy, yeah, it was just, just flipping. Like it was... not really training for that type of activity. Right? Yeah, no. as they do now. Like in no, Olympics. yeah. Like, you, know, you see Sean White, and he's he is, he's, he's falling, yeah, yeah. And how all these guys are he's now. Jacked. Yeah, no, it was it was literally go out on the mountain with your friends, and it was let's try this, and then be one of your friends saying like, oh, you can't do this, and it was like yeah i can and fall a couple times you know go to the hospital a couple times get hurt you know Uh, but yeah it's kind of like weird and i guess like that was like one thing i actually was talking to um some about this like that's kind of what almost made me like fall in love with crossfit was the fact that i could see someone like say christina or ben like do a workout and i could do that same workout but do it better and like that's that's kind of like the whole background of like skiing is like you see someone do a trick and you're like I want to do that trick that it's progression you know yeah. it's like that's how you get better that's how you learn new things so it's like that kind of like background I guess like made me fall in love with CrossFit because like you could see anywhere anyone around the world I mean Rich Froning can do a workout and you can try and beat him you know yeah which is kind of cool to me and for those of you out there who yeah. don't know yeah. who rich yeah. is, <laughs> uh, rich is probably the most decorated crossfit crossfit athlete of all time yeah he was uh the men's champion individual four champion for four years in a row <laughs> yeah. and then he went over to the team, team side two years in a row two years and then this past year they finished second yeah. with his team and has really become kind of the Face. I guess the the face yeah that's a that's probably the best term like the Michael Jordan yeah. of CrossFit, oh, yeah. right 100%. pretty much um, or, you know, if you want to use a, a, he's the Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Uh, of, <laughs> yeah. You know, of CrossFit, you know. Give him a chance and he'll win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that's pretty interesting. So yeah. for you then, Nick, like as I asked Christina, yeah. like what what was it then like that, that switch or that? <laughs> so my switch was uh, one of the very first workouts I, workouts I did, which was uh, Michael. And it was done in a group setting. And Michael is three rounds, 800 meter run, uh, 50 GHD sit-ups, and 50 good mornings or 50 back, back extensions. extensions. Yeah. Um, so what I was doing because I was like I was scaling the workout because it was one of my first workouts was I was doing 400 meter run, uh, 30 sit-ups on an ab mat, and 30 good mornings with a PVC pipe. And my big like moment was when there was this 40 year old guy who was running 800 meters faster than i was running my 400 meters and when i got done with this workout and they had all finished like and i was probably one of the last people done and i was i was only doing 400 meters they everyone else who was older than me i mean and they were older than me by almost double my age were all done before me and after that like i got done with the workout and i was beat up by it pretty bad and got my truck and I was sitting there and I was just like wow like something needs to change this isn't right (laughs) like (laughs) like this shouldn't be happening like why I'm 16 years old why is someone twice my age like more like physically capable than I am at right now and then like from that moment kind of like like you said the flip switched and yeah here we are now kind of put my head down and dedicated myself to it (laughs) 
What's well, kind of fascinating. So you mentioned like your guidance counselor yeah. too, though. You know, like I thought yeah. you were gonna say your guidance counselor yeah. before. You know, like that was yeah. Probably owe him a lot of credit to where you are. Today. Oh yeah, I mean, looking back, there's there's so many people that like I need to, like owe credit to. I mean, guidance counselor for basically getting me involved in it. Uh, Mike Bazilian, who's uh, owner of CrossFit Great Bearings, and he kind of took me under my wing. Was kind of like a mentor and like helped me get my level one and all that stuff. Uh, Greg Panora, who actually got me stronger and uh, listening to them all the gyms that i've been to all the friends uh you know uh my fiance i should say course, yeah. <laughs> uh for supporting me for eight years competing so <laughs> well it's a team effort as yeah. i've seen you know and so christina I, I guess i'll ask you that question you know through your journey over the last five years i know it hasn't been as long as nick but are there people there that have helped you get to where you were you know this past year you know where you guys were I mean, you guys were, and I don't mean this in a bad, you know, I don't mean to upset you guys, but you guys were like number two, you know, at one point in the world sitting on that leaderboard. And, you know, there's always that, you know, movement and that jockeying and everything, but, you know, to be at that, you know, to be in that conversation, I guess I would say is is pretty special. Um, So like who maybe in your life, you know, in the five years... Um, I mean, there's a lot of people, like Nick says, uh, you know, from the very beginning, it's the, it's my first couple of coaches over at CrossFit Danbury, um, you know, for kind of bringing to light the possibilities for me and having faith in me. It's my family, it's my friends, uh, you know, it takes a lot, um, it takes a lot of dedication and time and some sacrifices, uh, to get to where we got to last year. Um, you know, so my family, my friends, Vin, um, was a huge support, um, coaches. I mean, it's kind of like endless, the amount of people that I could thank and attribute like the success to. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could do it with just like one person. It's not an Oscar speech. Yeah. No, No. (laughs) I would be here for a very long time if we went down the list, but I mean, if you're speaking of just like this past year, I think Jay did a really good and Jason Lydon did a really good job of kind of like keeping us together mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah and, and you know we've worked really well with you guys in 17 you know and uh i know jay was a big part of that you know coaching the team and, and being you know really the the founder i mean he is the founder of crossfit yeah. milford yeah. um so you know on that subject so you know we're talking about you know people that have helped you i, I think it'd be really cool and fascinating i mean and this can be said you know we're talking about you know NFL because the Super Bowl is just recently and I mentioned Tom Brady and Michael Jordan you know these guys you know everyone always says oh I want to be like Tom Brady or I want to be like Michael Jordan but do they really understand what it takes to get to that level where you guys were at at that national level like I said you guys were the second best team in the world uh, for for a while at the CrossFit Games so we'll start with Christina Talk to us a little bit about last year, like what an average day would be like. I, I think it's just really fascinating, like, you know, in terms in the training cycle, not like a recovery day, but like, what is it really like? And for some of you guys, I mean, I know the team is made up of a bunch of other folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, a, it was a team of six, so there's three women, three guys. Right. Um, a lot of the team had full-time jobs. And, you know, there's relationships that you're juggling. I think people have this misnotion that, hey, I want to be this CrossFit. I want to go to the CrossFit Games. I want to be this CrossFit athlete. But do you understand what it really takes 
you know, the sacrifices. And I, I feel, you know, um, I got fortunate to kind of see some of that, mm. you know, just because of coming and doing some of the video footage that we've done and the filming and being around you guys just as kind of an outsider. But I'd love to have you guys share with the public what that really is and take us through a day in the life of 2017. And let's say, let's, let's tee this up. So you guys have uh, gone through the opens, you've gone through uh, the regionals, and now you're preparing for the game. So what would an average day be like for you, Christina? Okay. Um, well, an average day. Uh, well, I like to, like, when I get asked this question, I like to start off by saying, like, everything that I did was well worth it. Um, and just achieving what we did was incredible, and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but it does take, you know, a lot of work. So an average day for me, um, well, you know, I would wake up in the morning. Uh, the what first thing. What time are you waking up though? Because I think this is important. Like I, we, I want to know like the, the detail, the detail, because I think people say, oh, I wake up in the morning. Well, I wake up at four o'clock. No, I did not wake up at four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Um, I really listened to my body. At least I tried to. Uh, so if I needed, you know, a little more sleep, I would stay in bed a little bit longer and just kind of like let myself recover um but i would say on average i probably woke up between like around seven would be like the average time that i get up so i get up first thing i would do is have my cup of coffee and my breakfast um because i usually trained around 10 o'clock so i always like to make sure i ate my food a good two hours before heading to the gym um, that way i was digested and like ready to go um Breakfast, I mean, I can get down to the nitty gritty, but I ate a huge breakfast, a really big breakfast, lots of carbs, um, good healthy fats and proteins. Then I would go to the gym, um, and let's say it was a Monday. Uh, we'd go to the gym, spend some time warming up, mobilizing, stretching, um, kind of taking a look at what we have to do for the day. A lot of times we started with gymnastics, um, so we'd do skill work with gymnastics, maybe a little like gymnastic-based workout, uh, and then into some lifting, um, and that varied from day to day what that looked like. And then we always had at least one workout, um, so you know maybe a typical CrossFit workout with the barbell, and then um, oftentimes we would have a PM session. Uh, and if we could split that into two, we would. So PM session would be like a lot of biking or rowing or, or running. Um, and you're eating in between these workouts though, correct? Oh yeah. I mean, yes, for the most part. If I, if I did a double, I would definitely have a meal in between. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I have full time, had a full time job, so I wouldn't be able to do a double session. Uh, so I would make sure that I brought a lot of food, um, liquid carbs, protein shakes, like Fit Aid pouches, apple sauces, uh, all that good stuff to kind of fuel myself throughout the workout. Um, and then once the training was done, it was pretty much all about recovery, um, drinking your water, making sure you're eating enough food, getting some rest, you know, uh, any kind of recovery, maybe some physical therapy or using the power dot or the Normatec just to kind of get your body ready for the next day. Um, and then for the weekends for us, it was all about team training. Um, so we would all be together at least three or four days a week doing different team workouts and things like that. So um, with regards to, I have two questions for you. So what do you think on the average day, not on the weekends when you're doing those team workouts, what do you think your food intake was calorically? 
You know. Come on. <laughs> no, you, you know. know. I mean, you, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I can tell you pretty much exactly what I was eating. Um, but uh, my caloric intake, just on a calorie basis, was close to 3,000 calories a day, um, probably around 2,800 calories a day. And most of those... For you. For me, personally. Yeah, because everyone is... I mean, you know, you're... You're, you're not a big girl. No. Um, and so I, I know that that varies. I mean, you know, you had Trevor on your team who's six foot two. He's, I think he's like 225 pounds, you know, so his caloric intake. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, different. a lot different. Different for everyone. There's a lot of different, you know, factors that you have to take into mind when figuring out how much your body specifically yeah. needs for fueling. But but mine was, was pretty much up there. I actually remember once comparing my carbs to Trevor's. Yeah. And like my highest carb intake was like his Lowest. starting point. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny to see like, you know, how much it varies between person so, to person. So there is the, the science to it, right? Absolutely. Like the, that's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing I think. Now, in terms of my second question is recovery. What did you find, you know, from a recovery standpoint, that was the best thing that you would do? Like, and I, and I asked this because like as a runner, you know, I know when I train for marathon running, like I love my ice baths. Like I, in the middle of winter, it could be 30 below out. And if I did a, a 13, 14 mile run and my legs are heavy from the week of just mileage, I would just jump into an ice bath and just feel so much better after yeah. that. Um, I would say, you know, between regionals and the games, um, I use the Normatec a lot and the Power Dot, but I would probably say my favorite way to recover was when I could go into see Dr. Keith and Caitlin at ProLite and get some physical therapy. So these are your physical therapists yeah. that are actually physically working yes. and using yeah. various strategies to kind of yeah, relieve definitely. Uh, stress to the muscles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it was all like, you know, great with the muscles, but it was also just like kind of like a stress relief to be there. Yeah. Um, so that was venting session like a venting session (laughs) just like therapy (laughs) a little bit of therapy but just kind of like a place to just chill out yeah be relaxed get some work done and just you know kind of rejuvenate that way and dr keith has been a great uh i mean my wife was injured last year and she went and saw him Mm -hmm. for a very serious uh injury from a running injury and he's phenomenal he's awesome we hope to have him on a future podcast hopefully yeah he would love uh to dr keith so Awesome. Well, thank you, Christina. Yeah. Nick, shifting to you, what what would and, and granted, I mean, as Christina say, I know in, in around and for me being around the team, I would see like Friday, Saturday, Sunday would be like the team workout. So we'll talk about like during the week, what was your average day like, and you know, walk us through like what time you got up and and workouts and what your routine was, and then we'll talk a little bit about food and recovery as well. Yeah, so it's it's kind of perfect that you have Christina here because we couldn't be more <laughs> more opposite, <laughs> on, like almost Absolutely. all of this. Um, but um, this year was like I guess training like because leading up to this, I was all individual. Uh, every year was just individual. So this was the first year like being on a team. Besides back in two thousand nine or ten, whatever it was, uh, we crossed the Great Barrington. So this year was like a little bit different for me, and I had um, some other stuff going on, but. Uh, uh, I guess we'll just start with, got up around the same time as Christina, around 7 in the morning. Uh, I never really had to, like, set an alarm, if that makes sense. Usually, I like, just wake up. Like, I'm one of those people where if I set an alarm or I hit snooze and I, I'll, like, hit snooze and I'll fall back to sleep and I feel worse the rest of the day. It's like, I just need to let myself get up. Uh, so, like, that's that was pretty good. And if I felt tired, I'd go to bed, like, earlier the night before rather than, like, say, waking up earlier or or sleeping later, I should say. 
I would go to bed, um, I'd go to bed sooner. So like eight o'clock if I was really tired or seven even and sleep until seven just to get that maximum recovery. Um, but like sleeping later, I always felt uh, tired. So wake up at seven, uh, coffee is the very first thing on my mind <laughs> um, for most of yeah. the population in the United yeah. States in the yeah. world uh coffee and then uh the first thing I would do is uh spend time with uh my dog uh that was kind of my ritual is take my dog out and we go for like an hour walk and just kind of mentally I don't need to think about anything I don't need to just kind of clear my head for the day and not thinking about what I have to do I don't have to think about really Anything that's going to go on through the day is kind of just go out and just walk for an hour and let him do his business. And uh, then when I got back, then it was uh, have breakfast uh, and then get ready for training around 10. I mean, most of the time I was training with uh, Christina and just me, you and Trevor, basically, right? Nikki. Nikki, yep. Um, so basically be the four of us and then the other uh, two girls on our team, they were more trained at night uh so train at 10 uh that's would be basically it for me i would do basically a long session from 10 to like 1 1 30 um i wouldn't i wouldn't really come back at night uh if i felt like i had the energy i would do a run session at home or go for a run with the dog or um if we had swimming go right from the gym right to swimming after but um the rest of my time was kind of spent uh studying and getting my other work done uh and then yeah after that uh eat dinner spend time <laughs> with the fiance and like i said just relax for the rest of the night it's kind of very simple <laughs> <laughs> so you you were working a little bit differently in terms yeah. of blocks so like you're doing a hard four four and a half hour block yeah four just... and a half like three four and a half hours yeah sometimes five and like i said if if i was feeling good and i wanted to get like an extra run in or like the workout the work in the morning just from like 10 to 1 wasn't enough for me and i felt like i needed to do more then i would take the opportunity to like like i said spend time with the dog and go for a run with him put you know run at his pace <laughs> so for both of you guys because I, mean, I mean this is kind of interesting you know i mean so were there triggers or were there certain things that predicated doing that second workout i know christina you said dependent on work you know nick you said well it depends like if i yeah so like i was i'm i was in school for the whole basically leading up to right after the game so my whole thing was i was almost a little more focused on that um not so much uh my training i knew from like my previous eight years i knew what I'm, i know what i'm capable of and i know what i can kind of bring to the table and uh, i know the things i need to get better at so when i was in the gym i'd spend most of my time on that and the, my biggest thing and i talk about this to almost everyone is uh stress and uh i kind of learned that a lot about myself this year is how big of a role stress can actually play and you know we get it from almost everywhere in our lives we can get it from our significant other we can get it from like studying for school you can get it from workouts you can get it from nutrition <laughs> uh you can, you can get it from almost everywhere mm -hmm. so if i had a very like stressful day then it's like okay i don't need to do that next session because that's just going to hurt me even further might as well just stay relaxed stay calm and just know that when i need to perform that i'm going to perform and uh that, that was kind of like my mentality going into it and obviously like me and jay throughout the season had a lot of like talks and we'd be always be talking because like i said i was doing 
a lot of studying for school and stuff and it was come in the gym and it's like okay we don't want to have i don't want to have to come in here and be like i need to do a b c d e f g you know like maybe one day i want to come in and do a x y like you know i want to jump around and do things i, I don't need another stressor in my life after getting out of school first sitting in the classroom for four hours and coming in here and then being told for another four hours what i need to do or vice versa being told what to do for four hours and then go sit in the classroom and being told for another eight hours what to do um, so that was kind of like our big thing. So we worked together a lot and made that, uh, work for me. So you were going to school. Yeah. Yep. So student athlete. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. In a roundabout way. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really fascinating. Christina, for you, like what did, uh, did you have anything that was like a trigger for you? I mean, I know you were working, so you were kind Dude, of forced. No <laughs> yeah. Like you were forced to kind of like. Have to go to work, but were there certain triggers like, hey, uh, I just didn't get my weights, or like that workout sucked, and I just need to kind of go back tonight, or was it like, hey, I gotta go to work and I can't go back tonight, like I need to get this workout in at ten? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was pretty much like that ten o'clock time frame till you know twelve, one, whatever it may be. That was that was like the main time I knew that I had to get my training in. Um, if my schedule allowed and I was feeling a little bit beat up during that training time and I was able to come back, I would, you know, leave, do some work, um, get my work done and then come back and finish my training. Um, so I guess, yeah, it, would, it was probably like more so work determined when my training would be. Cool. Cool. Then. Yes. So I know you've been s sitting there patiently waiting. <laughs> So for our audience, and, you know, we've got two athletes that competed at a very, very high level uh, professionally at the, the CrossFit Games and through regionals and opens various times. Um, for the average person, and I say average. In the, for me. Yeah. For the person who <laughs> does not, let's, let's sum it up this way. The person who does not compete professionally. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about, like, you know, workouts and average day. And, I mean... I think it's important for the audience to understand there there is a difference. Clearly, we know that, but like, how yeah. does that relate to someone who's just maybe um, you're a level one CrossFit coach? Yeah. So you know you do know a lot of the move, well, you know all the movements, and you teach the movements. So how does that differ from you know from these guys that are competing and trying to get to that level? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing I think is it's that time frame. I mean, these guys were training, and I know because I was there, I was at the gym and you know, doing pictures and, and just hanging out with them. And, you know, the time that these guys have to put in is completely different. I mean, I'm a coach and, you know, people come in, they just want that. It's the 99% of the rest of the world. They just want to get healthy. They want to lose some weight. They just want to feel better, move around better, just be active. Um, so a typical, you know, CrossFit class, quote unquote, is, I mean, it's an hour long. Um, and, incorporated in that is a 10 to 15 minute stretch get warmed up for the movements that we're going to go through do a 10 to 15 minute strength portion depending on you know how that's programmed throughout the day and then another 10 to 15 minute workout you know high intensity type workout with a stretch at the end and that's all into that you know one hour time frame and then the next class comes in um and i think that's the biggest thing is it's just that the the time i think a lot of people in the general public look at you know, the games that are on TV and they're like, whoa, it's like, how do we get there? Or they're intimidated by it. 
Um, but I think when you take that back seat, I mean, it's like watching the Super Bowl that we just watched. Like, we're not going to get there. We're not going to put the time in to get there. Or you have to put the time in if you want to get there. Um, that's not what that everyday world is in, in, in quote-unquote CrossFit. It's just fitness. You know, it's a structured CrossFit class. It's a structured class. Um, and the other part of it is the nutrition. I mean, I know with Christina, I mean, she eats more than me. Um, and I'm you know, a 210-pound guy. And, it, you know, just based on that activity level, the amount of volume, you know, that they have to put in and, and watching all the guys. I mean, you know, you know, the mentality and the mindset thing. And that's something I wanted to ask both of you guys. You know, we talked about like the workouts and the, and the nutrition and stuff, but you know, how, you know, what kind of things did you guys do? And I know Jay worked with you guys a lot on, you know, doing some mindset stuff and that kind of stuff, but like what kind of like mindset stuff? I mean, that has to be a lot training for four hours a day and going through that. Um, you know, how do you stay mentally in it? You know, I mean, that's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. Like, I, I have a couple, I have a, like kind of, I guess I can answer this in like two ways. So, uh, competing individually, uh, ha- I've, for how long I have, I've had the opportunity to kind of explore, I guess you would say, um, being like super strict and like dedicated to the sport of CrossFit or yeah, the sport of CrossFit. Um, I mean, one in my year, or I should say for three years, was it three years? I don't know. 19, 20, and then on 21. Uh, I didn't have like one sip of alcohol. Uh, I was full on like strict nutrition. Every single one of my decisions, like outside of the gym, I knew would directly relate to uh, what my performance was inside the gym. Um, and knowing that is very, very, very stressful. Knowing that like your decision to go to bed at 12 o'clock versus going to bed at 10 o'clock versus going to bed at say nine o'clock is going to have a huge impact on your life. So you take all those into um, consideration and you know, it's hard, but mentally it's something that you want. So you're going to do it. And you're going to make those sacrifices. But at the same time, having like significant others, they're also in that situation as well. So they need to, you need to realize that they're going to go through it just like you're going through it. Uh, so like that is very hard, but it's kind of one of those things that you love it enough that you're going to do it. Now, turning it over to the other side, being an individual, I've also said, okay, I'm not going to worry about a lot of this stuff. I'm not going to worry about having a beer here and there i'm not going to worry about having a glass of wine if i want to go out with my friends and go to a party i'm gonna do that um i mean i think it was two years ago when i was an individual i mean three weeks before i competed i had a wedding with my family and i was like i went there and i had wine and i drank with them and i you know i didn't want to miss out on that opportunity because it was just like i could go to that but not be a part of it was like didn't feel right to me so it was like i did that and my results were identical so it was like i could kind of see that it it didn't really matter for me i know that's different for a lot of people now team being the last one which i think is by far the easiest to train for is you have your other teammates you know that what you're doing is for them it's not for anyone else it's not for yourself as an individual you're training for yourself you're training for that self-desire that me that i need to do this for myself i no one else matters but yourself but team it's for 
everyone else on the team. If you fail, you're failing everyone else on your team. And one of my coaches like a while ago said, kind of like in some mantra that the Patriots have is like, do your job. And it, it's as simple as that. And that was one of the big things that, I mean, at least I focus on is like, I can't control what Christine is doing. I can help her here and there, but I can't mm -hmm. control what she's going to do. I can't control what Trevor's going to do or Katie's going to do. I can't control what anyone else is going to do but myself. So it's like, I need to be the best that I can be for them. And I need to do my job when it's asked. And if I focus on that, then I know I'm helping the team. If I focus on what Christina has to do, how much am I focusing on what I actually need to do and how is that going to benefit? Yeah. So that's kind of how my mentality works. <laughs> Christina. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with that. Um, you know, as far as mindset, you just kind of have to believe in yourself and know that you are, like, know the things that you're capable of and um, know what you need to work on and just be okay with both sides of that. Um, and also, you know, it the team plays a huge part. So like Nick said, like, you, you have a whole team kind of depending on you, um, and that's super motivating too. And, and it, you know, it's awesome to see like everyone doing their job um, and then how it all comes together and how successful you can really be. So, um, yeah, just just staying super positive and believing in yourself and in your team and and doing your job. Um, that all just is motivating. What do you think? So I, I want to stay on this team approach. So what do you think is like the biggest key? I mean, and so. For both of you, I mean, this was a, Christina. This was a new team. You had never competed with these other members, correct? Just one. One, right? Mm -hmm. So you're bringing like six individuals together. Um, you know, Nick, you were an individual athlete, mm -hmm. so now you're going to a team environment, and you did say, yeah, it's easier to train for, but you still have to. You know, you guys had great success, amazing mm -hmm. success. So there, there's something there that you know held the team together that kept you guys going like what are a couple of things i think from both perspective from both you guys would be some of the things that made the team really click and really have success and again i know that it wasn't the ultimate success of being on the podium but still having great success getting there i mean let's face it i mean in the opens there's there were 250,000 people last year i think that did the open you know you go to regionals there's 40 something teams and you guys finished second at regionals mm -hmm. you know so you guys were the number 2 team out of the northeast in canada right mm -hmm. like so our canada east um, you know, which encompassed, I don't know, I mean, there's what, 80 teams there, I think, or 40 teams, I think it is, right? 40 total teams at regional. That qualified for regional. No, uh, out of 20, the or 15 and 15, right? Yeah. So 15 from Canada 30. and 15 from uh, the Northeast. Yeah, so 30 total teams um, that were there, and then um, now you go to the games, and there's 40 teams worldwide mm -hmm. at the games, um, again, and you guys finished seventh overall but we're second going into uh i think i believe it was the last day not to bring up a sore subject but, um, <laughs> I it was. <laughs> yeah but you guys were in second place for a lot of that weekend um mm -hmm. and again not to bring up uh you know in any reason but just so there's some things that i mean that are i think critical that probably can be learned from you know the teamwork and you know we talk about here at project purple like we are a team and we're trying to find a cure for cancer mm -hmm. you know so i always think there's always something we can take away from successful teams on to be better i think just piggybacking on that because i was a spectator there um at the games and 
you know, that first event went down and I don't think it went as planned being a spectator and seeing like, how you guys, you know, the run, swim, run. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, obviously, the run, swim, run. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> right. It didn't, it didn't start off how it was planned, but like Dino said, you were second at one point, like again, piggybacking on that team approach. Like what was that like to, to regroup and, you know, get back to that spot with that amazing finish or amazing progression throughout the week, weekend, whatever it is. Um, so I think a lot of things come into play, but I think um, I think a lot of it is the fact that we all trained so hard all year and we were all there with a mission. You know, the team, like my teammates, my coach, like, you know, we were all there with a goal. Um, so I think that that was kind of the driving force throughout the whole weekend. Um, and so much can change from one workout to the next. Um, so it's like, you know, it's, it's never over until it's actually over. Uh, you have the opportunity to, to improve, to climb up the leaderboard, um, at any point in time in the weekend. But I think for our team specifically, I think that, you know, all in all, we work together really, really well. Um, you know, we pretty much spent more time with each other than with, you know, some of our other friends and family. Um, so of course there were times, you know, when things got a little tough, but we were able to work through those times and, um, we worked really, really well together. And, you know, if something went wrong out on the field or out on the floor, we were able to, you know, fix it in the moment, pick it up, you know, do what we had to do to continue working towards our ultimate goal and our, our mission. Um, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say Jay kind of was the person who really kind of held us together. I mean, having Jason as the, the coach and him having like almost the final say was a lot easier, um, than all mm -hmm. of us kind of like having different opinions as if you would. Um, but I think in terms of kind of picking us, like when you have a bad event, I think as a team, it's very easy to start to kind of point fingers at like who kind of did what. And I think what we did as like a team, a very good job is we focused on when we were on the floor, it was that event when we were, you know, it was that past event was over. There's nothing you can do about it. If you got a bad call or a no rep here and there, or the judge just didn't like you, right. It, it, it was done that moment. It was, as soon as we finished that workout, I mean, it happened at regionals. Uh, we, you know, had a really tough workout one time and, you know, it hurt a lot of us, you know, like it was mentally like draining, but it was like, it's like, what's the bigger goal? It's one workout. It's done. You exactly. can't change it. Nothing's going to change. So I think all of us coming together and realizing that and being like putting those missteps or those like mistakes behind us right away is definitely what helped us. I also think having like you guys, like Vin, uh, Keith, Caitlin, uh, Mandy, uh, other people to talk to yeah. for sure is definitely um, something that I know at least helps me because it's like I can go tell Caitlin how much I hate Christina because she did something that I didn't like and blah, 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 or how much I don't like Jay or what, whatever it was like just at that moment. Cause I was upset and you know, you're, you're looking for some, someone, something to blame. Yeah. And it's just like that easy, like vent to like get out. And then once you it's out, it's out and you don't have to worry about it anymore as opposed to just like keeping it bottled up. Cause you know, you're a team, you're not always going to agree. And mm -hmm. it's very easy to uh, 
point fingers and call names and stuff, but it's about like how you come back together. And when you're there for, like Christina said, the common cause, it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and I think something that you just said, Nick, you know, it's like if everyone can put everything aside, like yeah. you're not going to win every event. Yeah, um, exactly. But you don't need to win every event. You don't event. need to win every event, yeah. right? But I think the, the general public, yeah. right, like you look at it like like you don't have to win every game or win every battle, um, but as long as you win the war. And that's something that yeah. we say a lot here, you know, like we deal with a lot of ebbs and flows. Like we don't win every battle. Like we lose people yeah. along the way. And families get involved and, you know, they have a traumatic experience, but then we're able to kind of bring everyone back to center and, you know, continue yeah. to do what we do. Um, so it's very important to be able to do that. Yeah, you almost need to take, you need to almost take a step back for like the bigger picture and then come back in when you're kind of more clear headed. And I think in sports too, I think this can relate to, and I always say something, it's not about staying up. It's about when you get knocked down, how you get oh, back yeah. up. The Rocky right. quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about getting up. So uh, that's great stuff, guys. I really appreciate that. So I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Talk a little bit about running. So, you know, I, I, and I think this is, uh, you know, this is a core of what we do here. And um, I think also with the change a bit in CrossFit, we just were down at Wadapalooza. You guys had both competed in team events down at Wadapalooza, and there was a one-mile run. There was a one-mile run? Maybe an extra mile run. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, the event was a 5K, right, I believe, with a sandbag. Uh, 4K, 7K. 7K I wasn't running it. So 7K with an extra mile if you were an extra funner faster runner i guess you could say true yeah (laughs) taking your time is pays off (laughs) so running has never been kind of a staple of the crossfit community but it's kind of interesting you know with some new products out there with the new assault treadmill that just came out and you know there's there's more products that are coming out that are kind of about running mm-hmm. and you know he wants to do a 10k on the tree <laughs> that I, I will i will get there wednesday's supposed to snow so uh i will get to to do a 10k I was like, Can you imagine that? so with running like so talk a little bit about your thoughts on running both of you guys i mean i know anaerobically it's different for both i mean some people like running some people don't and also with the shift with the crossfit games um, or crossfit as a whole you know, like that running and, and this aerobic capacity, I think is probably a better term. You know, that clearly they've done the swimming, they've done rowing, you know, the biking. And now I think the, at least from my standpoint, seeing this evolution in running, because in the past it was just really Murph. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what comes out yeah, this year. I think you'll see a lot more uh, biking in the future, um, especially with uh, Concept2 coming out with their new biker. Mm-hmm. Um, the Have you used it yet? No, I haven't. Uh, the, I've also know like with, uh, with, who's the, what's the bike sponsor? Um, Trek. So, no, Trek. Was it Trek? 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 Yeah. Yeah. Trek. Yeah, bikes, Trek. Yeah. Uh, Trek bikes being, uh, I'm pretty sure their headquarters is in Madison. Yeah. So, uh, I think you're going to definitely see eventually maybe like an actual road race. And I mean, if you go back to early CrossFit back when 2007, like Greg Glassman had CrossFit workouts that were like go bike and then come in and do like barbell stuff so i, I definitely think you'll see um, like a triathlon yeah, yeah yeah i definitely think you'll see more biking in the future yeah 
I mean, we biked in preparation for the game. We We did. And you guys didn't get to go on a bike, which is kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. And it was, like, really different than everyone thought, too. It wasn't, like, a road race or a trail bike. It was... was, Running uh, with a bike, jumping over things with a bike, riding a bike. Uh, I mean, I guess going into running for me... uh, this is actually a conversation I you, had with you. you yeah, and I have talked. And been, yeah. I was just gonna say, didn't yeah. after the games, didn't you do it? Yeah, a hundred miles, or your <laughs> yeah. goal was like a hundred miles yeah. or something. Yeah. So, uh, kind of after the games, you know, you kind of come down from that low, and you're kind of looking for that next kind of thing that you want to do. And uh, my biggest thing was uh, like I never really liked running, but like I could run. Um, but I wanted to get to that level where it's like like what Dino does is goes on his trips or whatever and the first thing he has is like a picture of him running like you know and it's like i want to get to that point where like i can like get off a plane and like wake up like the next morning or that night and like go run around the city and just like explore and and like have that enjoyment of being working out and getting a workout in but also like being able to enjoy it and see different places um it's a great way to see cities. i I find it really (laughs) intriguing and fascinating um, and that is one of the things yeah. that I try to do when I go to new cities is really try to just run and just yeah. see the city. And Some good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends um, on where you are. So, I mean, like, I, I started doing, uh, started just running a little bit. And the other reason I wanted to run more is because I wanted to kind of tire out my dog. I have an Australian Shepherd, yeah. so <laughs> it's a lot of good energy. Uh, so, like, running with him. But, um, yeah, like I said, I wanted to, like, really run and then... I started running and running and uh, I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, let's see. Like, I'm actually running a lot and I started accumulating the miles and I was like, well, let's see if I can do like 100 miles in a month. And uh, like just started setting like little goals for myself. And like it was more about like running the miles and like enjoying it. It was never about how fast I was actually running, which kind of like reworks your brain a little bit and makes you really kind of enjoy it. Like once you kind of throw it, take that idea of, okay, this isn't for time. This is because you want to do it. You can like, actually enjoy it. And like, of course, there were some days where like, I was running like nine minute miles and it was just like, okay, like I wasn't like, how much was I really getting out of that? I don't know, but I enjoyed it. And that's was a big benefit to me. And then there are other days where like I was running and I looked down and it was like, I'm running a seven minute pace. Like, this is crazy. Like, how am I, can I do that? You know, like there's no goal. There was no, like, this is what I need to do this day. This It was just, I'm going to go run. I want to run today. I want to run today. I don't want to run today. Like, so like started enjoying it. And it's kind of something that I've kept doing, uh, since the games. Uh, and just now it's more since it's cold here. Uh, I really don't like running in the cold, so I won't go outside, <laughs> but, um, spend a lot of time on the true form or, uh, at Milford and stuff like that. I think that, you know, it becomes, uh, it, for me, it was easy, right? It's easy. Mm-hmm. Like running to me is easy. CrossFit uh, for me is very mm-hmm. difficult because I have to think. Yeah. Like what's my next step, you know? And I'm not a, as experienced as a CrossFitter, so I think the bar movements and stuff like that. I always am thinking: Am I getting below parallel? <laughs> am I am I squ- you know cleaning? Yeah. Am I squatting properly? So for me, it was just like something to just go and do. Yeah, you don't really think about uh, it. Yeah, right? it's almost like, like therapeutic in, yeah. this, in a sense. Like when, once you like get like to that point, like I'm not gonna lie, like the first like two weeks, three weeks, it's like 
why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> why do I want to do this? And like, you like question yourself a lot, but like, once you kind of get over that hump and you like, you start to get to it, like you can come up with some pretty cool ideas and you start yeah. thinking about ideas and then start brainstorming about different things while you're running. You don't like have, like you said, in workouts, you're thinking about barbell rep scheme running. It's just, I just need to keep going. Like yeah. there's no, I, I want to take turn left here. Okay. Turn left here. I want yeah. to turn right here. Turn right here. That's all you have to think about. When you're running with your dog, the yeah. dog's leading you yeah. anyways. <laughs> More like pulling me. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Christina. Um, well running like has never really been, uh, a favorite of mine. Um, that might change though. Like we might get you yeah. to do a race well, or two. Yeah. I mean, I've, I yeah. actually did track for one year, um, but I was always doing the short distance runs. Um, so I, I like the short distance run, something that can be fast and finished like fairly quickly. Um, so the last year for me, I, I did do a lot of work for, with running, um, and kind of like building, that endurance and the ability to run for longer distance. Um, and it's actually interesting when you just mentioned Wadapalooza because as much as I didn't want to run at 5.30 in the morning, it actually wasn't that bad. Like, you know, a 7K wasn't that bad. It was kind of cool to run through uh, Miami. Um, <laughs> even though it was 5.30 in the morning, but, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So I think that, I think it's, will be really cool to see more running in CrossFit. Um, I think it would be really cool to see a triathlon. And, I mean, Madison, Wisconsin is the perfect place for yeah. it. They um, actually do an Ironman. Yeah, they, they have, they they have they an Ironman course. They're like yeah, a they triathlon, like yeah. capital of, of the yeah. world or something. And I just read that the University of Wisconsin has a triathlon team. They're one of hmm. their like triathlon teams are starting to become popular at the yeah. collegiate level, mm-hmm. so it's pretty interesting to see that, you know. So yeah. I, I would imagine, you know, I think that would in be the awesome. near future, there probably definitely will be one. I would love to see as like a team, like a, a broken up triathlon where it's like, uh, like male, female. I mean, well, it's it's not six people anymore, but it would have been cool if they did like two people swim, two people run, two people bike okay. or whatever it is, yeah. however the order goes. I we think that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah i think that would be really cool to see like because you could like play it out and like put your good swimmers here yeah. put your good bikers here put your good runner i oh, think that would be really, really cool really cool strategy yeah right absolutely yeah. and i mean you could do that essentially like with all the individuals going at the same time too yeah. because it's like it's not it's only going to be so many people, people you know yeah. it's two people from the yeah. team so you'd only have yeah conceivably you'd have 80 people going off yeah exactly so you can just throw another 40 in there yeah it would well, it'd be 160 it, yeah yeah you throw 160 which and is i mean not which is not field. yeah for a triathlon that's what i'm yeah, saying you all start together but you will yeah. not be no, no <laughs> not be at the same that pace actually the whole time kind of interesting though having yeah. 160 so i've i in you know so the swim for you yeah. guys and i don't know if you experienced this but i know from talking to many triathletes um, and I've had some friends that have been fortunate to do Kona. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, when these guys all start on the beach, it's mm-hmm. kind of like when they used to do the, the games in California, yeah. the, you know, you'd run, run. the beach yeah. and go. So I don't know if you guys experience that with the swim, but I know from the triathletes, like there's a lot of kicking, there's a lot oh. of punching, there's a lot of well, grabbing. Yeah. First, so, yeah, so, uh, in the water, yeah, yeah, like, that's so, not outside. Oh, that happens yeah. in the water. So I, I can speak from that perfectly. Well, me and Nikki, we were the very first uh, group to go and it was two guys go. So it was with a whole group and other guys. Our first run was a little too quick, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up not doing too bad. Um, 
we got, we got to the water or the where you had to transition and take your shoes off. Uh, you had to mat a mat to get to, and we were I think the third team on the mat, and we were like the second team in the water, and uh, so we were out in front, uh, but we ran a little too quick. So like when you were in the water, kind of the swimmers caught up to you. Like people were really good at swimming. And I don't even know if you call it um, swimming at that point. Um, <laughs> Treading. Yeah, no, it, it's honestly more like, and I'm not trying to say this in a mean way, but it's more like throwing like hammer fists is like closed fists because like, I mean, everyone's working towards the same goal, but like when you're in the water and there's no judge, it's, you don't matter. Yeah. And it's like, so like, that was kind of like one thing that I thought was weird. I mean, you get your foot pulled, you get pulled underwater. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's ruthless. And I mean, at Wadapalooza, we had a swimming event and it was the same thing. It's, oh, it's, guys, it's, yeah, it's, it's literally you jump in the water and it's not, okay, I'm going to stroke. It's, I'm going to throw fists yes. and people get out of my way. And then when I'm in the yeah. clear, I'm going to start swimming. And it, it's like a different experience. So you need to have your own like little game plan, um, going into the water. <laughs> yeah, that's really fascinating. I mean, I, I didn't think of that, but I know from talking to yeah. triathlons, it happens pretty, I mean, people, oh, yeah pulling legs yeah. to push them back you know to get an advantage like, yeah i mean when tug. they're your competition you know like you're all there to be the fittest and it's like when it, you know like the famous like race car saying uh if you're not what is it you're not racing if you're not rubbing or you're yeah, rubbing yeah, yeah, yeah. racing whatever yeah. it is NASCAR, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it's like so it's like the same thing it's like there's no one out there to be like oh like it's that's not okay like it's yeah. you're by yourself and i mean at that point it basically becomes like a solo event even though you're with a team member it's like you're by yourself i mean you yeah. know christina yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean you're out there in the water by yourself like you may start with your teammate next to you but there's no guarantee your teammate yeah. is going to be next to you at so any point time, yeah, yeah um, I, mean, I know just with you know with myself like we kind of Siobhan and I were swimming at the same pace. Like we were kind of on the same page for swimming. But as soon as you get in the water, like everything changes. changes. You need to kind of have a game plan. Like Nick said, like, how are you going to stay calm? Like the water is rough. There's people mm -hmm. swimming around you. You can't really identify anyone when you're out there. Like, like it's hard to see where you're you going. <laughs> you might swim longer than you expect. So you really yeah. have to have a game plan and like a strategy on how to keep yourself calm and composed and just i think one of the uh insights into the um madison swim at, at the games that probably not a lot of people knew but going out to that first buoy which me and nikki didn't realize until like we got back and we we're talking to other athletes you could touch the yeah. whole way out to that first buoy you could touch yeah. the ground so like we almost like felt like we messed up at that point because it was like just you run. could you could kick off the ground and kind of just yeah. glide through um that first buoy but then it was almost the opposite because coming back in for that swim you were from like <laughs> here uh, you were five feet from shore and it was 20 feet deep yeah, and it was like because it was like a boat launch so you were coming oh, out the yeah. boat launch so you literally needed to swim until you touched like the pavement <laughs> yeah it's crazy really fascinating i mean there's so much strategy that goes into it i'm sure we could do yeah. another podcast just <laughs> yeah. on strategy yeah. on this whole thing so um i wanted to ask you guys both this question so not competing in 2018 competitively 
Um, but what are some of the things you guys are really looking forward to now as your careers and your training and everything kind of shifts a bit? So we'll, we'll start with Christina. Uh, <laughs> Maybe first, Tara. Great. Um, you can't piggyback off, off of Nick. That's all. <laughs> you can't say, yeah, the same thing. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really know, I guess, in the CrossFit realm of things I don't really you know know what to expect I have no expectations um I've been having the conversation like the open's coming up it's I'm gonna participate um I'm gonna do the open I have no idea how it's gonna turn out and I'm trying to go into it with no expectations knowing that I'm I'm not competing this year um I certainly focused on other things outside of the gym this past year since the games um you know work family relationships things like that. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I'm kind of just going to take the open and see what happens um, and try not to put any pressure on myself, like zero. Okay. <laughs> but that'll be hard. <laughs> That's going to be really hard. But um, I don't know. Right now I'm just focusing on, on, on work and relationships and kind of like working on myself a little bit and finding different things that, you know, make me happy and different things to focus on. Um, CrossFit is always going to be a part of my life. I love it. Um, I just don't know, you know, it's just going to be a little bit different for the next year, but I'm excited for the competition season. It's going to be really cool to see four teams instead of, or teams of four instead of teams of six. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for CrossFit Milford and for all the athletes, you know, participating and, going for competition this year um so it'll be a cool experience to kind of be on the flip side and i hope to help in any way that i can um you know whether it just be you know maybe it's going to be me maybe i'll be the person that people kind of vent to and talk to and you know whatever it may be but it'll be cool to see it from the flip side and probably hard to spectate but at the same time fun to kind of just view it on the outside for uh yeah uh <laughs> this year <laughs> um yeah so i mean this year like i said I, i've been doing this a long time uh this like this opens will be my ninth opens uh so my biggest thing is this year i want to find that happiness in crossfit that kind of uh like sparked it all in the beginning. I want to find that, like, like I want to go to the gym. I want to work out. Not that I have to work out. Um, that's going to be my kind of like my big goal this year on the, like the opens is like enjoying them and not putting any pressure on myself. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a competitive person. You know, I'm gonna probably do the workouts twice. I'm gonna want to <laughs> do good, you know, like, um, but like my biggest like thing is I, I just don't want to be defined by the sport. Um, you know, I, I have big goals. I want to explore, uh, different options. Uh, you know, I want to do different things, I guess you should say this year. Uh, you know, I've already signed up for like, uh, like a go rock and a tough mutter and like things like that. Maybe even a Spartan race in the future marathon, half marathon. Um, it's kind of like explore my realms of fitness and take a year and let my body kind of recover and adapt to all those changes. Um, the other thing is, uh, spending the time, uh, with my fiance and, uh, you know, she put up a, 
put up with a lot over these last like couple years i guess you'd say or eight years (laughs) (laughs) um so you know like i owe it to her to uh spend the time with her and uh have myself focus on like our lives and our future and uh in a sense like grow up a little uh crossfit is great and you know it's done many things for me but it's not something you can really like live on and something that can like really support you and you look down the road and it's scary when you're like dedicated your life to this like okay well if i get hurt you know like this is all gone and if i do this this is all gone or i get older i'm not going to be as good um so like i want to explore other options that i have that i'm not ready to really uh talk about yet but uh yeah i guess that's on you and then like you said i i really started to enjoy like wine tastings and stuff like that so yeah i'm gonna be doing definitely a lot of that maybe go spend some time in california italy yeah cool well i think the one thing that um and you guys will probably agree is that you have to become really selfless right like you're putting aside like a lot of things so that you can compete at this high Mm -hmm. high high intense level and that's relationships that's experiences um, in order to get there so if there's anything that uh, the public takes away from your years of dedication and and your years of dedication Christina and Nick Mm -hmm. here is that you guys have really sacrificed a lot to get to where you guys were um, you know and that that doesn't come easy you know I mean I think Ben too could talk about this is like almost his the, the sacrifice that he had to like he has to make as well you know it's like as a partner yeah, who yeah. Was, Chris, know, dating like, like, yeah christina you so know, for I mean, those you don't know ben, <laughs> ben and christina are boyfriend and girlfriend here publicly for the first time here and so uh yeah i mean so vin you can talk wow. a little bit about that Reversing it, reverse it, yeah. I like um it. no there, i mean there reverse is a lot of sacrifices there, i think on both sides like you said with caitlin too um you know, we see, and I know from my point, I, I, when I first met Christina, you know, she had, you know, she was at another gym. She had just gone to regionals and she had that dream to get back there. So it was, you know, helping her how I could to, to help her get back there. And you know, there was stuff I gave up, whether it was, you know, going somewhere or, you know, going to, you know, a family event or, you know, other stuff and progressing through a relationship. But it was, you know, also at that same time, you know how much it means to that person. Um, so you're going to, you know, put that stuff aside for the time being so they can pursue that dream. I think that's, you know, a lot what we do here. It's, it's pursuing dreams and we all have dreams that we want to achieve. Um, you know, so it's, it's putting those things on hold for a little while and to see it come to fruition. Um, I know, you know, I, I was, you know, with Caitlin when you were individual, you know, the year before and, you know, a lot of that stress and stuff and, you know, to see it come to fruition where the games was that, you know, for you guys, I know for Christina, the games was, you know, it was, okay, you had that goal. It was regionals. You got there on the second team the year before. And he was like, ah, oh, you had a taste of it. You were one spot out the year before. And, you know, I knew, you know, you Milford almost sent two teams that year. That would have been awesome. Um, but I knew coming into the second year, it was, okay, you know, let her do what she needs to do. Spend six hours in the gym, four hours in the gym, whatever it was, or spend your all day, most of your day on Saturdays, um, you know, because you know, watching that growth and watching it, it's it's worth it in the long run. I mean, but there, you know, it all comes back to that balancing act. I mean, it's it's a lot of sacrifice on both ends, and I think that's what I know from a team perspective. I know that's what brought the team together. I could see that from the outside. You guys meshed really well, um, 
you know, the sacrifices you made for each other and for everyone else. But I also think it, it helps, you know, in the long run relationships and goals and, you know, the support systems are huge. And I think that that's a big part of it for it, for sure. Awesome. So last question in, in 10 words or less. No. Uh, what's the best thing that CrossFit has given to you? And you may have already said it, so yeah. you can repeat it if it has. So. Um, I think, I, I mean, the best thing that CrossFit has given me, I think it goes back to like the very first question that you asked, like what, what brought me to CrossFit. Um, aside from the experiences, the best thing that CrossFit has brought to me are, are the relationships that I formed through the sport. Um, I've met some of my best friends and I've met a lot of people that I care so much about. And, you know, I can see these people being a part of my life for a long time so the relationships the friendships cool yeah kind of uh i would echo what christina said uh that and then i would just add in uh the like from me it was the hard work and like the dedication like put into it and being able to see that you can apply that to just more than crossfit yeah. you can apply that to anything that you want to do whether it be running or you know wine tasting or whatever, <laughs> you know, like there's always something you can learn and yeah. dedicate yourself to hard work. Pays off. Yeah. yeah. I, I would a hundred percent agree with that too. Um, CrossFit definitely has shown me that, you know, when you have your mindset on something and you have a goal and you're focused, you can really achieve anything. Um, and, and like Nick said, that's something that you can apply through all, all parts of life. And that was just like a really big life lesson that it taught me. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for your time today. Thank you. And sharing with us uh, your thoughts and your experiences in CrossFit. And I've taken a lot away uh, from what you guys said and, uh, and what we do day to day here and, and what I do day to day in my life. So appreciate all the support. Congratulations once again on all the success both you guys have had individually and as uh, team members on CrossFit Milford. And thank you, Vin, for... Uh, all your support and working the CrossFit <laughs> program here at Project Purple. We look forward to big things in 2018. That's a wrap.